Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella and welcome to another episode of the IPL Informer podcast. I received some positive feedback regarding splitting up the show last week, so we'll continue on with that for the rest of the season. The interview this week will have a district league flavour to it as I'm speaking with Oak Flats Falcons coach Nathan Minatello, who will, along with Fabian Capetta, be in charge of Coromel next season. But before that, we have a couple of intriguing semi-finals to look back on, as well as a crunch preliminary final to preview. And I'm joined by players who will be up against each other in that one on Sunday in Wanuna's Jai Mello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, eh? And the other guest on the line is, uh, dare I say, an informed Team of the Week player in Albion Park, White Eagle forward Joel Beattie. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries. Thanks for having us. Their first game of the weekend involves the White Eagles. The first game we're going to discuss from last weekend, that is. Albion Park continued on their winning ways, beating Bulleye two goals to three at Wetherill Park. It ends Bulleye's season with, and in the, that particular match, Luke Van Zyl and Jack Harris scored for Julio Miranda's side, but that was cancelled out by strikes from Cody Weimar, Kyle Senior and yourself, Joel. We'll be doing a season review episode in a couple of weeks' time, but I think it's fair to say it was a decent, if not spectacular, season for Bulleye where they were pretty solid over the distance but were never truly able to step it up in the big matches. The same can't be said for the White Eagles who have gone nine matches unbeaten with four wins and five draws. Joel, can you talk us through Sunday's win and that match comes on the back of a marathon effort against Tarawana as well. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good game. Uh, both teams played quite well. Bulleye probably dominated the ball for the majority. But I think going forward-wise, we would have had the better chances. Uh, we started off quite well, and then Bulleye got into the groove uh, as the half went on and then scored to equalise. And we got one not too far before half time. Uh, but it was a good performance. The momentum just sort of got us there in the end. And then, yeah, we were out able to grind out in the second half, uh, not concede till late on, and then just fight out the final few minutes and get the win. And we've had Goran, your coach, as well as Cameron Morgan on in previous weeks recently discussing this run that Albion Park's on. Yeah, the form side in the competition now. So... Could you even consider yourselves favourites heading into the, this particular match against the league title winners? Yeah, we've we've, we've been going quite well the last sort of eight, nine, ten weeks. We've just sort of got a roll on. I think the boys have gotten fitter and have got really into the groove of the season. Uh, there's good belief within the group. I don't know if I'd say we're favourites this week. Winuna took out the Premiership, uh, pipping Wollongong United, uh, which was good for the club. But, yeah, I'd probably say we're still the underdogs coming into this one. We finished a few places behind them, so it'll be good to go up against uh, first place and see how we go. Obviously, you scored on the weekend, but I think your first goal of the season, was it actually against Tarawana last weekend? Yeah, I was in a bit of a drought there, just couldn't seem to get any. A few mm. offside calls and a few. Yeah, I'd say some good saves from goalkeepers. But, yeah, first goal last week, so happy to get the monkey off the back and score two in a row. I might be wrong, but was there one that was ruled offside in the first round? Yeah, first round. Yeah, there was. That was a bit contentious from memory as well. But, um, 
you, can you just sort of discuss what your role in the side has been this season? Obviously, it's your second year at the club. You're up there in the attacking third with the likes of Morgan, uh, Nikoloski and Jacob Martin. You, your game, it's fair to say, is more than just goals. So what are you asked to do out on, on the park? Uh, sort of just asked to, to get there, get forward, help uh, the three that you mentioned, and also work hard in the middle. We've got a pretty industrial midfield, I'd say, with Cody Waymeyer and Brendan Fordham. Uh, and we like to keep ourselves moving, win tackles, win the ball high up and feed good ball to our attackers. So just to sort of stay moving throughout the whole game, I like to do and try, hopefully try and score some more goals would be good. Well, you're definitely coming up good at the back end of the season for the White Eagles. Let's discuss the other semi-final, the major semi-final, that is, which finished Wanuna nil Wollongong United won. This match was at Macedonia Park, and it was obviously lacking in terms of goals, but it was a really gripping match. The sides battled in pretty poor conditions in terms of uh, raining throughout most of the match. The match decided in the 89th minute when Seji Kawakami picked out Zach McLaren, who was able to slot it past Jai Fernandez, who up until that point had been sensational with numerous interventions to keep the match goalless. Wanuna had a few chances at the other end, but their finishing meant Jordan Nikoloski wasn't overly tested. I thought the set pieces overall were a bit scrappy, perhaps due to Brendan Patman going off with an ankle injury early in the match. Jai, it was a really tough affair. What did you make of the match, and what did Dan McGoldrick and the side feel they could take out of the defeat? Yeah, it was a very tough match. That kind of sums it up perfectly. We, it was just, we were just fighting the whole game, and um, yeah, Wollongong United were definitely the better team. They shaded us, definitely. Um, there, there's a few positives in there, knowing that we didn't play, we didn't play anywhere near our top potential, and to know that we can take the team that came second, and some would argue probably the best team all year, winning the the preseason cup and then winning the Burpampton as well, um, taking them all the way to 90 minutes, even when we do play what we would consider poor by our standards, um, that's a big positive to take from it. Um, yeah, it's, it was just a tough one to take because we were so so high on morale after winning the league as well. And then to, yeah, to come up a little bit short, um, yeah, to come up short was just, yeah, a little bit of a sucker punch. How did the injury to Patman about 20 minutes in sort of impact upon the side? It was an ankle injury, a bit of an innocuous one, and it's most likely going to rule him out for the rest of the season. Obviously, he's one of your key attacking players, takes most of the set pieces for the side as well, and it probably uh, hindered your attack for the remainder of the match. Yeah, losing Paddy is, is massive to us. Paddy is more than just a footballer for us. He's a leader in the team. Um, he's part of the core social group. He's been there for a fair bit, minus last year with Bulleye. Um, and he really is, he probably knows our attack inside and out better than anyone and plays, makes all the correct decisions all the time. Um, Paddy's not a guy who's going to score 10, 15 goals a year, but of the, the 19 that we've scored this year, I would say uh, Paddy's involved in well more than half of them, whether he begins it or finishes it. Um, so losing Paddy is a big loss for us. Um, yeah, but we've, we've definitely got some more depth um, to come in. We've got Luke McCoskey coming back, which is big for us. He's another person who um, was a bit 
we lost we lost him last time we played Albion Park, and he's a um, he was a big loss for us during the year. But to know that we could still kick on without Luke means we could probably still do it without Paddy as well. So um, yeah, I, I don't think we're we're short for talent. A lot was said about Wanuna when they were heading into the finals about sticking to to their guns, and there did seem to be a bit of a change in intent in this particular game where Wanuna probably allowed United to be a bit more comfortable on the ball, especially beyond the halfway line. Is that a fair assessment or was that something that uh, probably was a result of maybe the side not sticking to the plan enough? Yeah, I I think it was more a result of us not sticking to the plan. Um, United hold the ball pretty well. um, And I think there was, for a lot of us, that was our first semi, other than um, Paddy, no one else had played first grade semifinals footy. All of us had played um, junior semifinals um, footy in the league as well, but not for first grade. So only Paddy had that experience. And then to lose him, obviously, is that knock-on effect of um, losing that leader and someone who knows about what, how to get it done in the semifinals. But, um, yeah, we didn't really stick to our game plan as much and what really had been successful for us for the whole year. But that's credit to United as well. I think they got us out of that. Um, because I think they know after the first game, we probably shaded them even though they got the result. But this time, they yeah, they were definitely better. And um, yeah, they, they, I think there was a little bit of nervous energy as well. We can just, there's plenty of points for us to improve on, which is the main thing. And um, I think we're going to take that into training this week. We did yesterday and we will tomorrow as well and um, come up with a better, a better showing against Albion Park. And just finally on this one, obviously it was a defeat, but was there any benefits of having the week off? Prior to that? Um, yeah, a, a little bit of rest. Um, I think our team has... We don't have heaps of depth in our team is in terms of... Um, we have the talent depth, but we don't have an, an, a, lot of, um, a lot of actual bodies. So it's to get everyone a whole week of rest. And like I said, for Luke McCosco, who just is coming back as well, for him to have another week of rest. Um, yeah, it helped out. But yeah, there's, there's arguments either side of it as to whether you want to play every week and keep going and continue form like Albion Park is. They're continuing their form. And up until then, we were the only team that were matching Albion Park for how long we had been unbeaten for. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it really played that much of a difference. I think the week off, um, it wouldn't have mattered if we had a, had the week off or on. It was, yeah, but it was good to get rest. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good week of rest. Fair play. Um and that, that, I guess, brings us to this weekend's match preliminary final with a spot in the grand final up for grabs. Of course, Wollongong United are already in the big dance, as well, along with their youth grade and second grade sides. So all three sides from Macedonia Park will be there at Ian McLennan Park. So fair play on that effort. But who will be joining them will be decided on Sunday when we have the Albion Park White Eagles, of course. 3pm at Balls Paddock. Google weather is suggesting it will be wet and windy at 3pm on Sunday, which is going to be great for the spectators at Bulleye. Albion Park have a heap of form heading into this one during their current run. There was a 1-1 draw with Winuna, where Patman scored, I think it was just at the end of the first half before youngster Aris Sederides scored in the last minute of the match for the White Eagles. The two sides also drew twice in 2019. It was a 1-1 draw at Terry Reserve and a 3-3 result at Ocean Park. Joy, I know you've got a bookie in that match six weeks ago, but what else can you 
extract from that game heading into this one? Um, yeah, Albion Park, they hold the ball really well and move it around. And for someone like me who plants their feet and um, sticks their feet out, yeah, I get books here and there. But um, yeah, like we just it, it stick to our game plan and actually execute our game plan um, this time. Um, you can expect the Albion Park to have a lot of energy. You've got someone like Joel who just loves running, just eats meters in the morning. And um, yeah, we can just expect a lot of energy and for them to be pretty good on the ball, move it around. And um, we just can't give any of their front three a, a kind of a sniff because um, they'll take it and Joel's in red hot form. And uh, I definitely used the pun there as well. Sorry. Um, Joel, your side doesn't really need to change much considering the form you, you lot are in. Is, uh, is it just going to be business as usual on Sunday? Yeah, I think it's just going to be roll on, keep the momentum going. We've uh, done well the last few weeks. So I think more of the same, be strong defensively, which we have been, I think, the last month or so, uh, especially. And then, yeah, going forward, try and uh, get some goals in and, and really put some pressure on the Wanuna defence as well. And I must say, in the last few days, images have emerged of you doing the notorious fins up gesture. Can you uh, confirm these, uh, these are accurate? Yeah, back in the day, of course, I would love to bring them up. When I was at Winuna, we had a, a really good social group. We got along really well. So plenty of uh, nights out and, and team nights spent out with the fin up for sure. And yeah, like you say, you mentioned that you were, you were part of um, the Winuna Sharks before yourself along with actually Jai and Tyler Brian Fuller headed on a bit of a sabbatical over to the UK. Uh, what have you made of uh, your former club season this year? Uh, it's, it's been really good to see the club there. They're really good people down at Wanuna. So to see them go and, and do as well as they have, which I don't think too many people would have uh, seen before the season or even before the restart. Yeah, it's been really good to see, good to see them stay consistent more than anything throughout the year. I think, especially towards the end of the year, they just kept picking up points where they had to. And, it, yeah, they, they got on a roll themselves. And, yeah, it was good to see. Mm. I remember being at, uh, I recall being at Terra Reserve for that uh, final round match. And there were a few uh, smiling faces, including yourself, when the news came through that Winona had picked up the league title. So I'm not really going to ask for tips from you guys because I know both of you will be cheering on for uh, Sharks wins. 100%. And I know who's going to score. We've got Joel Beattie scoring first around about like the first 30 because he loves coming out hard to start off with. And then I'm going to pick up a header just before half time, I reckon. And then Ty Bromham's going to get a penalty in the 90th. Joel loves giving away penalties in big games as well. Check out in, in the um, uni games, international one, he gave away a penalty in the, in the final. And then um, Brom is going to tie Brom is going to bury it in the ninetieth. Right, right to reply, Joel. Uh, hopefully, I like to see it differently with an Albion Park win. Hopefully, we can get the the win and yeah, keep marching on until next week. I think from a from a neutral's perspective, whoever makes the finals, the grand final from here, it would be obviously a, an amazing story. Well, Nuna, Continues their fairy tale run where Alvin Park White Eagles have really come from a position where their season was appearing almost over halfway through. And to go on this run, they scraped into fifth and they've just continued to roll on and roll on. And 
I said last week that form was on Albion Park side and then I went against them and tipped Bulleye. But um, look, I'm probably going to go with the form here and back against Wanuna once again, which I won't... Um... I love backing against us. You tip us last, you back against us every week. Honestly. Yeah, well, see what happens, no, see what happens on right. Sunday. We'll, pro- we'll prove you wrong again. All right. No, I think it should be a cracky match. I'm hoping that uh, there, it, there isn't too much rain because that'll make it a bit miserable. But uh, we have come to the end of this section. So, guys, I appreciate your time today. Congratulations on a uh, great season, Jai, and, and Joel. Both great seasons for both of you. And best of luck on the, for the game on Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. mate. We'll have a quick break before chatting with Nathan Minatello. We are now joined on the podcast by our first district league guest of the season, Oak Flats Falcons co-coach Nathan Minatello. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me. The reason you're on, of course, you and your fellow coach, Fabian Capetta, are joining Coromel in 2021, but we'll get to that a bit later. Aside the Falcons, that is, are currently into the grand final after beating Picton 4-2 on Saturday. And that comes after the Falcons finished four points clear at the top of the District League. It's been a unprecedented season in a, a number of ways, but up until this point, how do you look back on the season with Oak Flats? Um, it's been it's been really good, you know. Um, start off with it, it was pretty hard, just keeping everyone motivated, you know, with with the whole break, everyone keeping up their fitness, but. All the boys have done really well, you know. That they've uh, we've had a goal in mind uh, this season, and they've kept to it, you know. So it's been challenging at times, but it's been um, it's been good also. Mm. The Falcons they finished third last season behind Belambi, who obviously got promoted, and, and Helensburg, who finished second. Uh, obviously, Belambi are out of the league. Helensburg lost a few players this season and at Keith Bond you guys had a few people come in and out um you mentioned coming back from COVID did your expectations for this season change much pre and post the lockdown no not really not really after what the squad went through uh the previous season we knew what we needed to do to to get to our goal to win the league or win a grand final and um, everyone always wants to win, don't they? Hmm. We knew we had the right recipe, especially with the additions we made. Hmm. Um, we we knew what we knew what we wanted. We knew we had the players capable to do so. Hmm. And for those who haven't watched much of the the district league this season, admittedly, I've only been able to get to four or five games myself this year in the second tier. Who who are some of the Falcons players that have really impressed this season? Um. Look, you can't in, in our in our team, first the couple that come to mind it goes, everyone's been really good, you know, but um Jared Vinton, like he's been there, done that around the Laura Premier League. He's our captain, he leads by example. He's he come close to being the best player in this league by far, his technical ability is great. Uh Lee Gilroy, who if it wasn't for his work commitments, he probably wouldn't be playing with us, mm. I'll be honest. And 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 Boyan. Boyan is is a technically gifted player, good, a very good centre forward. Um, he's probably too good for this league as well. But yeah, them three have been big standouts 
in our team, you know, so we're, and, and Jamie Stevenson, mm. who all, a lot, he gets forgotten as well, but he is, he's a, he's a quality central defender. Um, he's in there week in, week out, and he's very reliable. Mm. All players with uh, Illawarra Premier League experience as well. And um, I, I'll say it, I'll say it again. That was probably the best I've seen Bocky play on the weekend against Picton. He was simply sensational. Was linking up really well with uh, Lee Gilroy, Daniel Manila, as well as the midfielders, and he scored two fantastic goals with his head as well. So a tremendous player up front, and yeah, probably it's fair to say he's the best striker in the district league. Um, I was speaking to you after that win against Picton, and you mentioned how. Um, you, tr- you can only see last year's experience of going to a grand final and going down, losing in a grand final as a benefit this year. You've got the week off. Is, do you think that's going to be a real boost to your side's chances, whether regardless of who you go up against, whether it be Picton or Unidara? Oh, I, th- I, think, I think it'll come in handy. We've got a couple older guys that just need the rest. We've had a couple of niggling injuries as well um, that we need people people to get rested up, get recovered. Our main centre-back besides Jamie, John Tilden, has, he got injured in the last game of the season. He started every game for us. He's been one of our most consistent players. He's got a groin injury and he probably wasn't going to make it back unless we made the grand final. Hmm. So it'll be good to have him back. But yeah, it's it's been good for us because especially over the long season where there's been it's been very stopping stop and start mm. um it's 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 been all right because people have picked up injuries at the start of the year they haven't done a full pre-season properly or or whatever the case may be yeah but it's i think it's been beneficial for us i want to get your thoughts on promotion relegation being taken off the table after lockdown i publicly felt that the decision was a a, a very ipl oriented decision though a number of people, admittedly mostly associated with IPL clubs, did say you couldn't relegate a side based on just 11 games. Um, I suggested that if everyone was starting on zero points, that promotion and relegation should remain since there are a number of district clubs who were really looking to push for promotion this year with some starting pre-seasons as early as most um, Premier League clubs. So with that... What was your take on on that situation? Oh, I'm not going to lie and say that we weren't disappointed. The club were building towards this moment. You know, after the the little success we had last year, getting to a grand final, renewing what we needed to do in the off season to get us over the line to that point. That's what we we're aiming for. That's what the club was aiming for. They're putting themselves in a position where they could be ready for it. And we were disappointed. I can see how teams would feel unfair if they got relegated off half a season. I can understand that. But also, to your point, he goes, everyone's at zero points. Everyone plays each other once. Mm. It's, you know, he goes, they could have... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's other implications where people lost players because of financial, of financial stuff or whatever it is, but... Look, guys, we're, we're disappointed at first, but I understand the reasoning. I would have liked to, for a uh, promotion relegation to stay, 
but also you look at it on the district league level side that it's hard enough sometimes for teams to get players for district league mm. to fill a competitive side. So you look at the bottom end of district league where, where the teams were, I know some of those teams were struggling to get players. Yeah. So if they were to finish last and go down to community league, they'd feel hard done by, you know, so, and I know Gerringong in the league below, mm. they wanted to come up. So, but yeah, it is what it is, man. But yeah, no, I think that, we, uh, Oak Place were looking to get promoted. I think that is a, a point that I haven't really thought about because, yeah, there is a, an Ojerengong, as you mentioned, RSI that do have ambitions of being in the higher leagues in the years to come. So, yeah, that's probably a, a factor that I haven't really thought of. But uh, that debate's going to be obviously all swept behind us once this, this season is uh, <laughs> run and done. Um, now, can I just ask, um, obviously, you're coaching alongside <laughs> Fabian. How did... Uh, your partnership with him come about and what, what led to you joining A-flats at the start of last season? Um, uh, well, people obviously know that we're cousins. Yeah. Grew up together. We're very close. Our families are very close. We're similar age. He's one or two, he's two years older than me. Um, we, we grew up playing against each other in the Illawarra Premier League. Um, yeah, we've, we're very close. And I think I just idea, gotten out of... Well, he, it was his because I'd gotten out of coaching. I started doing youth grade at Wollongong Olympic mm. and I stopped for a year and Fabian was finishing off playing and he went to go play at Oak Flats because his brother's there. And at the end of the season, they approached Fabian and asked, what do you think? And he came to me and I said, oh, well, let's give, give it a go, you know? So, and, and to be fair, like it was pretty appealing because of the, the nucleus of players they already had there. They had a real good core for um, for that competition, like Jared Vinton, Jamie Stevenson, uh, Lee Gilroy, Daniel Manila. They're all previous Premier League players. So that was appealing in its own sense, but yeah, that's how it happened. From last season as well as this season, how do you feel that sort of partnership has developed uh, with you two as coaches? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, it's good. Like, yes, because we've known each other, grown up together our whole lives, you know. So he goes, we're, we have a lot of the same ideas and we, and we, and we bounce off each other really well. Um, but yeah, it has, it has grown. I think we've, we both understand what it takes to, to coach in this league as well and how difficult it can be at sometimes and how much work is involved as well. But um, yeah, we, we learn, we learn every day and yeah, I feel, I feel like, I feel like we're going all right. Well, you've got enough confidence, enough experience to uh, preparing yourself to take on an IPL job now. What lured you into taking the Coromel gig? Um, really, it was just the opportunity. You know, you guys were given an opportunity to go at a higher level and that's in, in with everything. That's what you want to do in everyday life. You know, so you guys, you get an opportunity to move up the ranks, you take it, you know. Mm. Um, I came across the Coromel. They offered us a chance and we're, we're very happy to accept it. You know, they're, they're a good club. Go, they've, well, they've only been in Premier League for like four or five years now. Mm. They've, made massive, they've made massive strides and we thought it was a good opportunity. Yep. And I don't know if, uh, is there any player signings you can announce yet or have to wait uh, yeah, on that front? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Because obviously there's a bit of turnover at the uh, side. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I've, I was listening. I was listening to the episode last week and with Rog, and um, yeah, there has, there has been a little bit of turnover. So as we've got to bring in a high, uh, a, f- a few people, which we have. I think we've got about we've got a few on the books already. Obviously, retaining um, Ricky Goodchild was was massive for us. Um, Paul Guido, Dean Pender, and Matthew Galanti. Mm. Um, we've brought in and signed from the South Coast Flames, Sandy Lopok and goalkeeper Matt White. Um, it was brought over from a oh, flat. Well, it was my brother Julian and mm. Aidan Wade, uh, who was uh, Peter Prandelos, yep. has, uh, has, has signed Nathan Belsito from Paul Kembla. Uh, who else? And Tobias Norville from Cringula. Mm. So plenty of Premier League experience in those recruits uh, as it is. And also Matt White's a fantastic pickup uh, for, for as a goalkeeper in the league. I, I expect he'll be a, a, uh, a standout between the six across the competition. Can I ask you about um, coaching Julian? How have you found, have you found that dynamic? <laughs> oh, look, me, me and Julian are very close. Um, we lived together once upon a time. We've played together many times. We played together at South Coast United, played together at Wollongong Olympic. Um, because he, he has a vast experience in this league and me and Fabian also bounce ideas off him thinking what we, um, asking what we think of things, but our relationship's good. He understands, he understands the, um, the respect side of things and stuff, but he goes, it's, it's fine. You know, mm. like I, I understand his ability. He understands what um, we're, we're there to do, but it's very good. You know, the relationship is very good. And just, this is probably my final question. Obviously, understandably, your attention for the last couple of years has been on the IDL, but um, as of next year, what do you see a good season with Coromore as being? Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to... Look, everyone shoots for semi-final football. That's what it's all about in this in this area. I mean, pe- people want to be involved involved in the pointy end of the season. Um, that'll that'll be what we aim to. There's a, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good teams out there. Because mm-hmm. I've, I I watch when I can. Um, a lot of Sundays against Wollongong United look really good at the moment. Wununa look really good at the moment. Olympic are always going to be there. Bulleye. There, there's a lot of quality teams in this league. So you got to be at your best every week to to compete, and yeah, that's a, a semi a semi final is what we're aiming for at this current time. But there's no expectations at the moment. It will be a very interesting season 2021 right across the board. But that brings us to the end of this week's show. So Nathan, I appreciate you coming on. Best of luck in the grand final in a couple of weeks' time. I look forward to seeing yourself and Fabian. And what uh, you guys are able to do at Memorial Park next year. All right. Thank you very much, Dylan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks again to Jai and Joel for joining us earlier. And thank you all for listening. Please go and follow the IPL Informer on Facebook and Twitter. That's all from me. And until next time, enjoy the football.